Hello again, friends, and welcome to another episode of Crime at the Family Table. I am your host, Alyssa, and I'm joined by my friend, of course, Latanya. Hello, friend. Hey, girl. Uh, this week is going to be pretty short, but it's going to be a good week um, to discuss because we're here with you guys. Um, so hopefully you guys are all strapped in and ready to go. I'm excited because I have no clue what's about to happen. So. Right. Like sometimes we talk about these cases like briefly before we like start recording. But no, today I wanted to hold it in because it's so short, but there's a, like a lot of information. And I'm hoping what's going to happen is we're going to probably follow up with this case when the trial happens, because the trial has not begun, begun yet, because this is a very recent case. So we'll have to do a follow up of all like the background stuff, because that's usually when we find out about these people is usually at the trial case notes psych evals things like that all right let's get into it all right just a disclaimer we um are talking about um a violent a violent case um so please be understanding that especially with like the increasing in gun violence that has been happening across philadelphia that you guys you know if you have been affected by that we will leave resources in the description box um regarding some help some support so just talk through your you know your thoughts and things like that um but if you cannot take this case, um, even though it's going to be fairly light in, in essence, um, please just take care of yourself and take a break if need be. All right. Let's start the show. I don't know what's going on with my voice. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. So the day was June 5th, 2021. So last year, it was five o'clock in the morning and um, Christina Lugo. Christine Lugo was um, opening her store at Dunkin' Donuts. She was the manager of that location. The Dunkin' Donuts was located in the 500 block of West Lehigh. And like, if anybody knows, like around that time, five in the morning, all the coffee shops are opening up. They're getting themselves ready for the day, getting um, some of their people that are about to go home or people that's about to start their early morning um, shifts. So, you know, Christine was getting ready to start her day, open up the store, getting, probably counting up the cash register and things like that. When sadly, um, she was um, shot and killed by a robber that morning. Um, at 5 a.m. while she was opening up the store, um, a gunman came up to her, forced her inside of the Dunkin' Donuts, um, emptied out the register of all of $300 and, and killed her. Um, yeah. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like this senseless act. But I'm sure a lot of people are thinking when they think about this is like, oh, like this just happens in Philadelphia. Like, even though it's senseless and, and tragic, it's one of those things where people just like it's becoming the norm. Um, however, it was became much more than that. Case kind of happens rather quickly. Um, the person is caught, so guys, don't don't worry. There's not uh, this person in particular is just not out on the streets. So, all right, let's talk about um, a key person in this whole thing. Um, a man named Keith Gibson. Keith Gibson grew up in um, the Delaware area. We don't know much about his childhood. Um, we do know that his mother name is Christine Gibson and hold on to that name because she does come up in a little bit. So Keith Gibson in 2008 is tried for manslaughter and gun possession and is sentenced to 20 years for um, this crime. He did um, get the um, sentence reduced from a first degree murder charge. So initially he was going in for first degree, but they were able to get it down to just manslaughter. And so he was released on in December 20th, 2020. Um, 
so this date is actually kind of late. So in June of 2020, he was sent to a lower level um, prison where um, community corrections. And so he was supposed to go there for a, a little while and then be released um, out. However, that did not happen. He had ended up getting into a fight and he was um, sent back and then was re-released in December, 2020. Not long after his release, his mother, um, who lives in the Philadelphia area, was um, shot and killed. She was found by her co um, colleagues at her job in East Falls on Ridge Avenue. Keith was in the area, so he was found by um, police, uh, Philadelphia police um, in Philadelphia, and he was sent back to Delaware. Um, a huge thing that happened was that he wasn't supposed to be there. He's on probation, as you know, anybody who's been on probation knows you are not allowed to leave the state unless you go through the, your um, probation officer and get an agreement. However, most oftentimes they do say no, no unless it's like mitigating circumstances, meaning like you have like a death of a close family member like whose funeral you need to go to or um yeah that's usually the only thing that you usually can get um the okay to go like you're not going for celebratory reasons and even though like Delaware of course as we know is really small and you just hop over and you're right in Philadelphia you cannot do that like that's not okay so he was sent back to um, Delaware, where he was going to be um, going to court to see how long he would have to serve for leaving the state. Now, this is where we find out more things about um, Mr. Gibson. So Mr. Gibson is what people will call a career criminal. And when I say career criminal, I mean he has over 64 criminal charges against him uh, across his life. Mind you, at the time that this um, case is happening, um, Keith Gibson is 39 years old. Sure. He, he committed the crime of manslaughter and, and, and gun possession um, when he was 25 years old. And even prior to that, he was committing violent acts. So some of his um, charges include like nine felonies, 15 misdemeanors, um, some assault uh, cases, and also terroristic threats. So when Keith goes to court, um, he is uh, um, sitting in front of a, a judge, a Metanila. And Judge Manila is basically sitting here and looking at the paperwork and thinking to herself, like, okay, like, I know what the prosecutor wants. I know what the probation officer wants. They all want him to go to prison for the rest of his sentence, which would be six and a half years. But however, the judge is like, eh, I don't think so. And <laughs> what makes it even worse is at this time, it, he is suspected of killing his mother. So that he's a prime suspect in his mother's murder, like which which is crazy because he's already in cross state lines and potentially committed a murder when he crossed state lines. However, the judge presiding over this basically said that like, well, that has no um, bearings on what I say today because because he has not been formally tried for that. I can't, I can't pre-sentence him for something like that. I could only do something regarding his uh, breaking of probation. And most people would think like when you break probation, all that's going to happen is you're going to have to just go back and reserve, especially a big thing of leaving state lines. Like that just shows you're not a rule follower. And Keith also has not been somebody who's always been good with probation. So he's had probationary periods in the past for one or many of his felony charges where he has violated his probation 14 times. So he is a repeat offender when it comes to criminal activity, breaking the rules. Like he's just somebody that's just not following um, any sort of rules <laughs> in like life at all. But they keep giving him chances. <laughs> 
Right. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. So I, I don't understand this at all. Like, he's keeps giving him the opportunity um, to, to just break every rule that there is. So this case happened um, when he first went to tr um, trial for leaving state lines. It was in April 13th. And then the, then um, at that point, he had already been locked up for about 30 something days, um, locked up for being across state lines when they found him around in February. So he had been in there for the, over that time. And so they they pushed the hearing again to April 27th. And on April 27th, they decided like, hey, he's um, we're sen I'm sentencing him to 31 days, time served. He is now released back to a probationary period. Um, probation for the six and a half years that he's going to be on probation for, for, for the rest of his sentence. That we will soon find out is a really bad decision mm -hmm. made by um, this judge. Um, so not six weeks later, um, Gibson goes on basically a killing spree. So he kills um, Leslie, uh, Leslie Ruiz, um, a Metro, P he is has allegedly killed, let me, let me preface that, allegedly killed um, Leslie, um, Ruiz um, at a Metro PCS. The this is kind of his MO. He is robbing someone, shooting them, and he even took her vehicle. This is what leads then to him being in Philadelphia, which now has allegedly killed um, another person in the morning of um, June 5th. So now some of these dates are a little wonky because like some of the uh, articles will say June 5th, J June 6th, but we kind of can get around the understanding that around in June 5th, um, the murder of our first person that we meet is Christine. So June 5th happens, but prior to that in May, 20, May um, 27th, he kills um, Leslie Ruiz in, in, in the commission of a robbery. See now these two cases are pretty much like, they, they look the exact same. The purpose of robbing someone he has now killed them to shoot them, even though it makes no sense because in both of these things, his face is covered. And usually as, um, I don't know if people know this, but usually if people, if somebody is robbing you or whatever, they're probably not gonna kill you if you don't see their face because you're not gonna be able to um, identify them. There's no identif identifying markers like that you can see like, and let me just tell you, when you see Keith Gibson, a picture of him. I'm going to put that on the Instagram page, like a picture of Keith Gibson. He is, has very noticeable features. Um, he has a bald head. He has a um, a prayer mark in the middle of his forehead that is really dark. He also has a neck tattoo that aligns his neck that says, I think, um, M-O-B, which of course, as people would know, is money over bitches. Don't know when he had time to be getting these tattoos, maybe when he was in his <laughs> right. 20s. Like he had time, okay? And so it's one of those things where you're just like, what the hell? Like, how did he have all of this going on? Like, what? Like, and so, all right, then we move to, so he has now killed Leslie. There's um, Christine. And then he also has um, kills a man by the name of Ronald. And Ronald, he killed just for the purpose of uh, taking his vehicle. Um, and then he makes his way back down on um, June 8th to um, Delaware. And in Delaware, he critically wounds a 19-year-old in Wilmington and pistol whips a Rite Aid employee. There's also three other assaults in this period of time that does happen while he is um, while he is um, on this spree. So like there's like there is not just a break in a sense, but there is like there is a sense like he's taking breaks, like he must be staying, like he's either staying on the street, sleeping in his car. 
And in this time that he's like done all of this, his probation officer is not seemingly like able to get contact with him because, you know, if you, especially if you have now escaped and went to Philadelphia at one point, I would assume your probation officer is going to be more on you, but it is not showing that the probation officer was even aware of what was going on. Um, but on June 8th, um, and terror reign was over. He was arrested um, in Delaware uh, without incident. They found him with a, with a weapon used in all the crimes, as well as having a bulletproof vest on. So whenever, you know, he was like planning, he was not planning on this being like the end. Um, and of course, when um, a few news stations such as WHYY wanted to discuss like with um, Judge Medanella about what she did. She, um, she declined any discussion. She did not want to talk about it. Of course she did. <laughs> like, and now uh, Keith um, is being held on a $305,000 cash only bail. Um, and he's currently being held until his trial date. So, yeah, um, that is the insane, like, spree of Keith Gibson. Um, I wanted to give the listeners some information also. So just so you know, like, Keith is um, being um, listed as a serial killer. Um, so a serial killer is someone who kills three or more people in a period over a month with cooling down period and cannot be in one event and has to have a driving factor of psychological thrill or pleasure. So that means that so somebody who, like, for example, a school shooter is not a serial killer. They, that is, um, um, that is a mass killer. Like they kill in mass. That's one event, one situation where this happens and there is no cooling off period. They are being driven by this force that they're killing in this one period. Also, mm, okay. people like the um, DC snipers are not serial killers. They are spree killers and spree killers have a more randomized um, type of um effect to them. So for example, they do sometimes have a cooling off period. However, everything is usually pretty random, like very randomized. Whereas a serial killer, there is, even though um, they are killing like a different amount of people, it's usually with the same calling card. So a lot of what you would see with Keith, for example, is his, his purpose is financial. So he's getting this thrill from robbing people and then killing them. And a lot of his weapon choice is like, you know, the gun is impersonal. He's just killing for the purpose of financial gain. But he is considered a serial killer because there is cooling off periods. For like, and these cooling off periods, I think people can sometimes misconstrue them. So a cooling down period is not somebody going back to their you know, happy-go-lucky life, it's when you're just going back to living your life. You're just becoming an average person. When he killed his mother, allegedly, um, he um, he had a cooling-off time where he was arrested. So that's a cooling-off period. There was a break in him killing. Um, even though his um, case with Leslie and Christine and Ronald, they all seemingly happened... Um, like and by right after each other there is days in between them where he had time to go back to his regular life and for example Keith's regular life aligns with criminality so he's not necessarily somebody who is um cooling down and then just not doing anything he's cooling down doing other stuff but it's not as intense as um when he is committing murder so yeah, like it's it's a lot. Like it's a lot thinking about um serial killers because they can be complex and a lot of what we see on usually on TV are white men. Like we see white men being these just menaces to society, um, killers, and oh, they were just so normal. Like serial killers are not normal. And people that 
see Keith is not going to see somebody that has like a normal life. However, he is also somebody that has been given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to be released. Like he is somebody who kind of just rolls under the radar. And because of the way the justice system works, he's been allowed to just run rampant. Like had the judge like sentenced him to the six and a half years, many lives would have been saved. Like, I can say this for 100% facts. Had the judge saw fit that because of his history of always breaking his um, probation and taking into account the fact that he potentially was involved in crime while he was out there, rather you say it was like the murder of his mother, the commission of him being out of state is a crime. He's not allowed to be there. And that's a huge red flag. Like, you know, you can be sentenced back to, from your probation back to prison if you late to work. Like, why is he allowed to just leave state lines and not face any penalty? It's weird because you would think that like what we usually see, especially like as black people is like, we don't get no breaks. <laughs> but right. um, this guy just was able to do whatever all willy nilly right and it's crazy like he has nine felonies like and mind you guys like nine felonies does not also mean like high do high to do felonies there are different levels of felonies um so depending on the level of felony, there's like a there's class a class b class c class d and all of those like yes they're considered felonies but they have different penalties aligning with them so like if you get class a felonies that's how people lose their rights to vote their rights to live in um in like section eight housing and things like that like they they lose certain privileges whereas a class d felony is closer to a misdemeanor charge or a lesser offense charge. Like it doesn't hold as much weight as somebody who has a class A felony, just so you know. This has been very informative because I didn't know <laughs> any of these things. Um, I know enough <laughs> to get by, to like understand things, but mm-hmm. this I was not aware of. And the differentiation between the serial killer and like a mass murderer is very interesting because it's like, you would think like the school shooters would be serial killers, but I, but it makes sense that it's not be, because like you said, like a serial killer would be doing something over time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the school shooter is taking everybody out at once. Right. And they're usually, and they're usually um, like, so with like, also it's like the driving factor. So something in a mass shooter is like, Okay, usually you're going to get caught. If you're in a mass shooting incident, you are kind of in a, a, like, like you're in a dish and you're caught at the bottom of the dish and you can't climb your way out. There is no end game of you not being caught. Whereas with a serial killer, there is an end game because you have more control on these one-to-one interactions to get away. Mm, Okay, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, the Delaware Attorney General, um, Kathy Jennings, um, called Gibson's actions one of the most vicious, staggering crime speed sprees I've ever seen in my career. And I'm sure she's seen a lot of things. Like, And Keith Gibson is one of those people that I think that he, it's not like we didn't know he had the potential to kill. He's killed someone. Um, the person who he did kill was named Stanley Savon Jones um, in 2008. Um, he did shoot him. So yeah, bring it back in the guns again. Um, he did shoot and kill him. And the weapon he used was illegal. That's why there's the possession charge as well. But he, he killed him in cold blood. It was only by the luck of the draw that he was able to bring that down to manslaughter. And, and another thing, manslaughter negates first degree murder. First degree murder has to do with like intent, um, like your, your thought process, like the meaning, the intentions to kill someone in that moment. Um, go, go like... And, and in that moment, you know what you're doing is going to cause them the death of this person. Whereas manslaughter is one of those things where 
kind of like let's say you're in a crowd and you shoot into the public you don't necessarily know that you're going to kill somebody or shooting in the air like you don't you're not your intention is not to kill anyone but the bullet falls and kills someone Mm, right okay and then that's manslaughter it's like without the intention however that's i don't think what keith gibson was getting at keith gibson is in a very intentional murderer like he is not coming to play he's coming in with the full understanding that he is going to hurt someone like keith gibson is a very violent person also, just so you know, the person he um, killed in Delaware um, was named a uh, 42-year-old, also on June 5th, but they did say kind of on June 6th in the morning of June 6th, so I'm going to guess it probably was like, I'm going to either guess late at night in um, June 5th to the point where they could think it was June 6th. Um, his name was uh, Ronald Wright, and he was 42 years old, and he killed him in Wilmington, Delaware. So some way, somehow, he got into Wilmington, Delaware from Philadelphia, and that's when he killed Ronald Wright, and then he went to the Rite Aid pistol with somebody, shot somebody for the commission of robbery. Um, when, it, like, when they were asked about, like, for example, his mother, his mother also name was Christine Gibson, so we have two Christines, y'all. Hmm. Um, <laughs> he they basically had a full suspicion that he killed his mom. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to hypothesize that one of the reasons why he probably killed his mom is potentially because he probably wanted to stay with his mom. And his mom probably said, no, like you can't stay with me because you're not supposed to even be here. They probably got into an argument and whatever. And then he just killed her and probably robbed her. Because that's, that's usually his, you know, his MO. He wants something from you. He thinks he should take it. And he's going to take your life for the purpose of taking that thing. Do you think it could be a thing of like, she was going to tell on him, like, you have to go? Potentially. Because I'm going to say something. I'm going to call the police. Yeah. It's very, it's very likely, like, um, by all accounts, like, his mom was just like, working doing her thing like and her son probably just popped up on her one day and he's not even supposed to be here like sir you committed a crime in delaware you supposed to be in delaware bro stay in delaware i can't say i blame her i probably would have the same attitude if my criminal son came home and was like hey mom like no i don't want that smoke i don't want that drama like you have to go it's sad right because he's a freaking felon like now the for like and the fact is like he can mess up her whole life like him being around her and her holding on like and technically like it's it's like they looking for him he's basically considered like a fugitive in a sense like he's not supposed to be here like at all and he's you know, and you're uh, perverting the course of justice. Like she would mess up her life. Like if she's living here in Philadelphia, chilling, doing her thing, and here come her delinquent son. And mind you, he's her only son. Like her only child or the only son? They said only son. I didn't see if he had any other siblings. It doesn't talk about that. So I'm going to, I'm just going to assume that this is her, her only child um she may have another kid but they never mentioned it but they did mention only son so I'm either going to think there's a sister involved but that's not involved in his life or there's there's no other kids and she's the only kid he's the only kid I mean even if there is another sibling we know how especially black moms feel about their sons and and those were oh my god I got like a tickle in my throat listen Um, that's me and how they feel about their sons and a lot of a lot of black moms be overdoing it when it comes to the protection of their sons but um yeah and it, and and it, for me it just seems like i don't like we don't know who like how he was raised and like what in what manner he was raised in but like like if his was raised exactly with his mom because like I said like his mom is in 
Philadelphia. He's in Delaware. Like, he's been in Delaware. But, of course, at the time he commits his crime, he is a grown man. Like, he's 25 years old when he commits the uh, manslaughter. So it's definitely one of those things where I think that the mom was kind of like just doing her thing kind of wiped her hands of the situation probably didn't even think twice about him like cared about him in a sense as my child but like mama gotta live mama gotta do her thing like mama gotta just live her the rest of her life and the fact is he he so callously just snuffed his mother out he also is being going to be tried for his um, mother's murder um, so he was given those charges at the end of June 2021 of um, his mother because like there is no really other suspects like he's the only person in it and it, two plus two is always four y'all like he's not supposed to be in Philadelphia around the time when he's picked up by police his mother is dead that's not a coincidence this is like folks like it's not a coinky dink she probably was fed up right like, <laughs> Like of all the, or he wanted money. It's essentially like he is financially motivated. He, he could have wanted money, and she was fed up because he's if he's a career criminal, he's been doing this long before he became an adult, more than likely. Right. So right. she's probably like, "Listen, I done build you out enough things. I'm tired, leave me alone." Mm-hmm. Like, and, and and as we know, that black mamas is always uh shelling on the burden of when their kids go into lives of crime. Never they daddy, <laughs> or the they? lack of it, or the lack thereof of them being in their life, like you know, or you know, like every, every other system that potentially could have failed him, like. Like, I can't get um, a, there is no psych evaluation on him, even from his first crime. So, like, there is no understanding of his psyche. But it just seems like this, he has a sense of entitlement. He feels entitled. And if his needs are not being met, he'll take you out. Like, he, you mean nothing to him beyond a means to get what he wants. Which we know is... Giving, it's giving narcissist. Giving narcissist. It's 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 giving probably some personality um concerns like like potential like issues like and probably a sense of like he probably also doesn't feel anything for a lot of people. Like he probably has a very apathetic like lie. Like he probably just is very low low feeling except for when he's committing crime in the sense like he's being violent like these feed his like give him some of their rush and and he doesn't feel that anymore and I'm not saying he's a sociopath because like that's something he's gonna have to go through long things and feeling but a lot of people can be like low threshold of emotion and not be sociopaths like that some some people can just have that and that can come from long years of him being in incarcerated. Like he's been locked up. He's been he's been in probably placements and other things like that. Like he has a rap sheet, probably taller than me. And you know, it's it's one and and also we also have to be prepared that there are more people because um, there is a potential that he has killed other people um, for the purpose of like robbing them, like taking their things like cars and for example, because they have no real like, so they did not say that he had Leslie's car when he was found in Delaware, but they do know that that's how he got to Philadelphia. So people are trying to wonder, like, how did he get back into Delaware, travel around Philadelphia, things like that. So it is possible that he has, like, hurt people, killed people for the potential of taking their cars, things, and everything. So be prepared, you guys, like, that this guy's um, profile is going to keep rising. There's going to be more people that are going to probably be added because there are three to four extra people that he has also committed, like, assault to um in this time so he is a very violent person this is not somebody who has any any sense to see you as a person you are a means to get what he wants and he'll kill you like 
Like he has no reason to like in any of the images of him that people see, his face is generally covered. Like it's only one image where you see where his face is uncovered. But during the time he's committing a lot of his crime, his face is covered, which means that that's just to protect him maybe from the cameras. He doesn't care if these people see him because he'll probably kill you or hurt you so bad to the point where you you damn near gonna wish you were dead. So that way he can get away with what he wants. Like. Yeah. I feel bad for the families of these uh, victims. Like, it just seems, I mean, not that if there was a reason why he was killing these people, it would make things better, but like, you're just a horrible person and you're killing people for your own, like, come up, I guess. Like, you're Jack. <laughs> I never understood if you're going to take my car and I'm letting you take my car, leave me alone. Like, mm -hmm. just take the leave car and go. Right. Because I'm going to give it to you. They're going to be like, oh, give me your car keys. I'm going to give them car keys. Yes, because all you're going to do is report your car stolen and they may or may not find it. If they do, it may or may not be intact, but it's not like you're going to drive around forever in that car. Right. Like, Material things come and go, baby, but my life is purely sacred. Like, I'm giving up that car. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. No, I'd, I'd be like, I didn't even see your face. I'm actually legally blind in one eye. So, right. Like, I, I really shouldn't even drive in this car. <laughs> I listen, I would make something up. Because it, it, it ain't me. Because it ain't going to be me. Like, I just... I just think that one of the things about um, Keith is the fact that he just doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. Like, he looks at you and just sees someone that he sees through you and he's not getting big ticket things like he like they only talk about one dollar amount that he even got from the Dunkin Donuts and that was three hundred dollars and that's usually from probably like the cash wrap so like you have to have a certain amount of money that she probably was like about to start counting out the drawer for the night before so like that's about it yeah most places only keep like I think it's like 200 and some and some change like 210 dollars Mm -hmm. um usually that's what it was when I was working in retail but like $210 in the register everything else is either in the safe or it's already been deposited by the manager right. at the bank like and especially during COVID we definitely saw a lot more people using their card because remember they don't have change like they don't have like the coins like they were it was a coin shortage so a lot of people were using card like especially because of like the fear from COVID like of getting sick from from touching dirty money mm -hmm. a lot of people just been using their cards like it's not you're not getting a big big old money thing and of course the person at night is going to probably have the most money this girl is just starting her day so there's no money like they go to the bank or whatever they have to do or put it in the safe there's no real money right now like if he wanted to get something christine wasn't the one to get it from because Absolutely not. because there wasn't money and also it's a dunkin donuts there's only going to be so much money in this individual dunkin donuts like i could see if you were robbing like a department store like a macy's like don't don't sue me macy's but i'm just saying like in macy's, like you're gonna have like i used to work at macy's folks so i i know like i used to count like a thousand two thousand dollars and some nights because especially when you work in the different sections like coffee only costs like a few dollars y'all and even if you have a morning rush, because sometimes uh, Dunkin' Donuts be packed, but like yeah. how much, like people are usually getting their coffee, maybe a donut, coffee, maybe a, a croissant, a little sandwich, but like. You're spending $5, $5. A person on average is probably spending $5 in the morning, depending on the size of the coffee. If they're getting like maybe espresso, a, a donut is like 89 cents. Yeah. And unless you're getting multiple things, Right. You're not like, spending any more than six or seven dollars, like right. But and, like you might get one or two people that are like getting like the big old jugs and like the donut, the twelve or twenty four donuts for like the for the office in the morning because that's stuff like we used to do. Like we used to work at our job together, we would get coffee and like donuts for people and things like that. Like I definitely would at the place that was down the street from us, but it was rare that I would see other people, especially in a certain neighborhoods like this is like in the when I looked at this, this is like right around like where this happened at is like 
um, in like Kensington. It's called the, they call it the Fairhill section. So it's on like West Kensington, Lehigh area. Like this is not like a businessy area where like people have a lot of companies or whatever, whatever right there. It's like coffee, like maybe a little mom and pop shop. Maybe you'll see a breakfast store or whatever, but you're not going to see like a company getting these big things. Like it's just not going to happen. Even if you're getting, yeah, like a catering order, like mm -hmm. there's still only going to be so much money first thing in the morning before you even like really get open. So, I mean, and, that just points to the fact that he's not that smart. No. And when you look at him, like it's crazy. Like I don't mean for this to be about looks, folks, but when I saw the picture of him, it's nothing there. Like, like, and I'm someone who just is like, like he just seems one he doesn't seem like somebody that is like highly educated like he doesn't seem like somebody who has had like he doesn't seem like a person that has lived a life of like on the straight and narrow that he's been to school he's done this he's been there like he seems like somebody who is very just low like like he's probably been in the principal's office lived this life lived that life like just been in trouble like he seems like you never see them people that grew, you grew up and you be like damn they, they was a bad kid when they was younger that's him Keith don't look <laughs> like I would I would really want to listen to look up what he looks like so you can see what I'm talking about it's just like nothing behind the eyes I literally was just doing that how do you spell his last name Gibson G-I-B-S-O-N Okay, I don't know if somebody can spell theirs with a P. Oh no, he do look like oh, he do look like he never had a, he never stood a chance. And that's <laughs> we're not trying to be like shallow or superficial, but if you look this guy up, he it looks like yeah, you you've been doing this for a minute, bro. Yeah, like you like he looks like somebody that's been in prison for a long time, like for thirty. Year. like he looks like somebody that's been in, like his like everything about him says like I've just had a life of crime some people look like the lives they live people like I think that you you it, as much as we don't want to say that as much as we don't want to label people and we want people to move away from that it is very easy to see that someone like Keith wears who he is on his chest and something like and you know and we could always talk about how the justice system is failing people and how the justice system doesn't give people a chance to live a life when they get out of prison especially if somebody that has served over 10 years in prison um what type of life do they have when they come out like there are especially him having a felony there is no job prospects really out there for him there are no like he's a violent offender and there's really not much out there for him but it doesn't seem like he is somebody that is even looking for that immediately upon his release like his release was december 20th by february 8th he killed his mother this is recent but, people this is not like 15 30 years ago this is recent it's right, like it is it's the same like and and like I thought to myself like this man like is 39 years old he's almost 40 um he would have to there is no sense of like he wants to take things from people so he could never be someone who will be trustworthy he would steal from whatever job he probably worked at he will probably never show up he's violent as we've seen like he was on his way to being released in June of 2020. And he fought someone and got pushed back and then got released in December. Like that just shows like his mentality is like, even when he knows he's touching freedom, it doesn't matter to him because he's all about the get back. He's all about getting back at people and hurting someone. That, that trumps, he has no sense of self-preservation. Um, and when someone loses that self-preservation, I don't think they don't care about you. They 
they have no means to care about you because the human body tells us that's why we can't usually drown ourselves or whatever like because we'll stop ourselves because the body is self-preservating and even the most simple senses he knows that he's about to get out of prison and somewhere he's been at for over 10 years and he can't even act right for that it reminds me of what was that movie with jamie fox was it it wasn't booty call where he was like trying to he said this, <laughs> this is random and off topic, but he was trying, he was saying that you can't hurt yourself. So he was trying to bite like the inside, you know, where your thumb and your index finger meet that little like. Oh yeah, yes, that was. <laughs> he was trying to like bite himself. He's like, you can't because you're like, your body will stop itself from inflicting pain like that. So it just reminded me of that. And I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you will have a sense like that is why you, it's like that. It's like that sense of fight or flight. Like it's an anxiety response that your body just goes through that tells you not to hurt yourself. That's why you don't cross the street of, on a red light <laughs> for you to go because you have a sense that danger is afoot, Mm-mm. that the body is self-preservating. Like you will be going against your natural instinct to not see that you're about to be free from prison. No one wants to be in prison. No one. And Keith was just like, no, I said, I'm a fight. I'm, I'm going to just be Chaz. <laughs> That's just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go to prison real quick. It's okay. I've been there. I got homies. I got friends. Crazy. Yeah. And well, I, just, I feel bad for everyone whose lives he has greatly impacted. I think um, Judge Metanelli, um, it's crazy because her her name is spelled like M E D I Nella, like vanilla. Vanilla, um. yeah. So it's kind of a little hard. Judge Vanilla, like she really, she may need to lose her seat on the bench for this because she has caused three. No, Leslie, the scene. Ronald and the 19 four people their lives she 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 is she can be considered herself very responsible for four lives that were killed just snuffed out by him I don't know I'm I mean I'm sure she's living with a lot of the guilt of this but I'm like girl you dropped the ball girl dropped it the ball wasn't even recorded baby like two told in papers but I also feel bad because I'm like we're humans and we you know judges aren't infallible like they they can make mistakes and poor judgment but your job is literally to make a good judgment call right like that's you literally what, that's have one first, job right you have one job also it's I, I can understand also is that she has to go by the letter of the law. Like she cannot hold him for something he has not been tried for. I understand that. And of course she does not have a crystal ball of what he's going to commit. But I think that with his history, you get a sense of who he is, which gives you a kind of a crystal ball. Like he has not been released from prison a year and he's already breaking the rules. Like he's leaving the state like you get what I'm saying like you're getting a sense of who he is and the behaviors so I think that even if you had said let's hold him in for a year that would have been better than you sitting up here just releasing him yeah you have to look at his literally that's what they have rap sheets for a record (laughs) a record of what you've done in the criminal um would I say criminal justice system and yeah. the criminal justice system so listen i we will definitely keep you updated on this case um yeah. i'm gonna say his probably his trial will either be i'm gonna say probably next year i think more so his trial is going to have to be more doing with his mother's case because there's no exact proof he killed his mother like there, no one saw him do it um, so they would have to connect the dots. And also when he was picked up by police in Philadelphia, he did not have a gun with him. So they would have to figure out how he was in possession of a gun, what happened, and all of these other things. So there's uh, like 
So it is potential that he could unless they find other things. And that's why trials take a long time, folks. I know it seems like we it waits a while, but it's because you have to get evidence. Yeah, this is gonna need a, a bigger investigation. Yeah, because it's more it's so circumstantial with his mom versus um Leslie and Christine. Nah, Ronald, nope. I the um, 19 year old nope like those are pretty direct like he's mm-hmm. more than likely he's going to be in rather no matter if it's only one he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life so so I think that either rather they need to get their ducks in a row before they try him because you only get one chance and then it'll be double jeopardy so I would definitely say if they don't have their ducks in order I would leave Christine Gibson case alone for right now and come back to it when you have a better understanding of what's going on and give the rest of these individuals um, their day in court and their justice they deserve because the case should not be lost because you cannot connect him to his mother even though we we mostly all know like he has killed his mother yeah I think we can safely assume but I hope that every each and every one of them gets justice including his mom um wow that is it's crazy when things like this happen in philly i'm just like i knew i knew we were out of pocket but jeez jeez louise like it's 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 insane like and mind you i'm like delaware is really but like a freaking stone throw like literally you throw a stone from the top of delaware to the other side like you're out of delaware like delaware is small and this man was running running through the streets like a tomb raider like it was it's real and i don't mean to make light of this but it's just like what like how is he just doing all of this and I don't remember much news coverage, but um, I do remember his face. Like I, I do slightly, and I do remember when they were looking for him. But it, because because Christine is technically Christine um, uh, Lugo is technically his only one that he committed in Philadelphia. It wasn't covered. Like mm, you know what? Much. That does make sense. Yeah, if it's um, in Delaware, right? And Christine Gibson. Um, they kind of add that to it once he was caught, but like it wasn't like we were looking, like people were looking for him for Christine Lugo. Like they okay. knew it was him. So yeah, like we said, we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date with everything. I know today was a shirt case. I know that you, that most people like our longer form cases, but of course, you know, sadly, all of our cases cannot be an hour long this case um but we hope that you guys got some good information learned some new things um and we will like we said keep you up to date on everything that happens with this case um and we would like to give a sincere um um, prayers to the families of those lost by to the hands of keith gibson those harmed by keith gibson um and if you guys need any um resources and things please let us know if you guys know any resources that people can um reach out to please like let us know we do have an instagram um uh crime at the family table pod is that yeah yeah that's it Mm -hmm. pod and then we also have a twitter um crime at the family table so please reach out to us on those two um places and also we will be back next week for our final episode in season one guys so um we're gonna try to make that a good one probably a long one um so be prepared and ready for the conversation i do want to add about next week's episode oh it's gonna be good it's gonna Mm -hmm. be a long one we will actually be talking about and i'm sure a lot of you have heard about it already because it's newer uh the only fans model who stabbed her boyfriend to death who um, okay yeah yeah and she is walking around free she's out on bail in less than a day after cool. stabbing someone and killing them Ooh. and i know you guys are going to definitely get a kicker out of that one because that one is very it's in the modern area. A lot of stuff we're going to see tweets and things like that. 
we're going to be talking, we're going to have a huge discussion about what this case means and all of the ins and outs. So as we normally do, so be prepared next week, come to us with any questions, of course. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.